0: So this morning is a prayer clinic. Uh, (laughs) Interestingly, um, Uh, Pastor Charles has already preached about half of the message I was supposed to preach. And Dr. Akiyemi preached the other half yesterday. So we thank God. We look to him today for, for his word. We trust him that he will always be a blessing to us. There is always more where that came from. Amen. Well, this morning as we do this prayer clinic, We'll be looking into some details about prayer. I really don't know what to title this, so I'll just leave it to you, know, you to title it the way it comes to you, whenever it comes to you. Well, But we'll be looking at how the Holy Ghost helps us in the place of prayer. We'll be looking at some things along that line. And our divine partnership with him, our sons in the house, and some of the things that are practical that happens when we begin to pray. You see, by divine association, relationship, and fellowship, we have the sonship privilege of prayer. I'll say that again. By divine association, relationship, and fellowship, we have the the sonship privilege of prayer. So prayer for us is a privilege. It's not a burden. It's a privilege of sons to be able to bring uh, and be in the place of prayer Of bringing things to the Father's attention. You know, through prayer, we receive the ministry of the Spirit, the divine supply, the divine contribution of the Holy Ghost, our paraclete. We we receive His divine supply, we receive His divine contribution in the place of prayer. Many times, as believers, we are used to the ministry of the Spirit, the anointing in public ministry, in preaching, in teaching. in in ministering to the sick and doing other things you know publicly we're used to the anointing in a public sense but you see there is the working of the holy ghost the spirit of the living god in a private sense also in a in a private life of the believer and the truth of the matter is this whether you like it or not we live more outside of public life church services gathering of believers than we do we live more outside that space we live more in privacy of our lives of our homes well this conference is just about three days and three nights and after that we go back to the privacy of our lives and our homes and then in many cases we forget that the ministry of the Spirit continues that the ministry of the Holy Ghost to the believer doesn't end when the program ends doesn't end when the minister finishes to preach, doesn't end when the person has finished laying hands on the sick, that the paraclete continues to walk in and through and with the believer every single day of his life, bringing his own supply, his ministry to us. And this ministry flows through the place of prayer in divine koinonia, fellowship, You know, communion with him, a companionship with the Holy Ghost. Recognizing that partnership with the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer is vital to the success of our prayers. Jesus was teaching in Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24 on the subject of faith. And he said in verse 22, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. So he tells us instructively we are to have faith in God. He also tells us in Mark eleven twenty three. 23, Therefore I say unto, I mean, whosoever, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, Be thou cast into the sea, Shall not doubt in his heart, But shall believe that the things which he says Shall come to pass, He shall have what he says. He teaches us there on the subject of faith as well, That we must have faith in our words. He first told us we must have faith in God, Or the God kind of faith, But we must also have faith in our words. But he didn't stop there. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Therefore, it is teaching us that in the faith life, we are not only to have faith in God, we are not only to have faith in our words, we are also to have faith in our prayer lives. Unfortunately, many of us do not have such confidence, such boldness of faith when it comes to our prayer lives. We seemingly think, God will hear somebody above us. God prefers another person's voice to be heard in his courts, in his ears. No, 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 no. There is no such thing. The father longs to hear the voice of his sons and his daughters. Our prayers are not vain babblings of a nobody, vain repetitions of a nonentity, but the distinct, vital, recognizable heart cry. Of a regarded son to an attentive father it is a communion between a regarded respected a longed-for son and an attentive listening father who is willing to do for his children for his family things that we have not even seen with our eyes or experienced before in other words as a people of faith we are also a people of prayer we are a people who recognize distinctively the ministry of the holy ghost to us in the place of prayer hallelujah we are not just talking and just speaking words that have no meaning or have no power but our words carry weight with the father our words mean something to deity god the father on the throne longs to hear us as sons and daughters speak to him those divine words. Jesus was speaking in John. And if you like, please turn with me to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, Jesus teaching about the ministry of the Spirit. It seems to me that during these prayer clinics, the Holy Ghost has emphasized the same thing again and again about the ministry of the Spirit in the place of prayer. In John chapter 16, verse 23, John 16, 23 and 24. And in that day, Jesus speaking, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. you. therefore, have you asked nothing in my name. He said, ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. He said, up until now, you have not asked anything in my name. He said, that day is coming. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, in my name, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. In other words, the Father listens to us when we talk. In other words, the Father pays attention when we talk to him in that precious name of Jesus. When we ask of him things in the name of Jesus, he hears us, he pays attention He longs to do things for us so to the extent that our joy is full. The fullness of joy, one of the benefits of prayer is that our joy should be full. So, the father and the sons in his family and the daughters in his family have a communion with the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about that in 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. He says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion or the fellowship or the closeness that we've talked about in this conference. That closeness, that companionship, that togetherness, that being one together with him, bound together with deity, you know, and bringing that up in the place of prayer is a vital knowledge to have when it comes to prayer. You see, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And we need to look into the word of God by precepts and by examples to see that our prayer has something to do with the ministry of the Holy Ghost. That it helps us, according to Romans eight twenty-six, 26, it helps us in the place of prayer. It helps our infirmities in the place of prayer. Helps infirmities infirmities could be in the form of a lack of knowledge it could be in the form of inaccurate understanding of the situation that we're praying about I don't know about you but I've had to pray about several many things that I did not have an accurate understanding of that situation but you see the greater one the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me the mightier one who knows everything he knows every detail about every situation He knows everything about everything. All-knowing one lives inside of me. And he is the one that helps me in the place of prayer. Giving me utterance, supernatural utterance, ability to speak accurately into that situation in the name of Jesus. Therefore, bringing an answer, bringing the divine power of God to bear upon such a situation. It helps us. It could be, like I said, the area of lack of knowledge, ignorance, inaccurate understanding. It could also be In other areas, when it comes to prayer, a dullness of perception. Sometimes we are not just aware. We are not sharp. We are not in the know concerning certain things. We are not sharp about situations around us. The Holy Ghost helps our dullness of perceptions. It brings things to us. It gets our attention. As it were, as if there was a divine buzzer. An alarm from heaven in our spirits letting us know calling our attention to pray about certain situations and circumstances we don't even know about them sometimes sometimes we are aware of them but we are dull in our perception about how to go about praying about them the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost our divine partner our paraclete helps us also in the place of prayer in these situations In these circumstances, he helps us to pray. He equips us, you see, in the place of prayer. He is our divine equipment in the place of prayer. The Holy Ghost is not just for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, you see. He is also our divine help in the place of prayer to help us to pray according to the will of God, to help us to bring to bear the power of God upon our situations and circumstances, the Holy Ghost. Somebody say with me, the Holy Ghost. All right, so it is not just the words of a babbler when we pray. It is the the voice of the son in the ears of his father. It is the voice of the daughter yearning and calling to our father who is in heaven. You know, the disciples of Jesus asked him to teach them how to pray. And we'll get to that later. Maybe I shouldn't run ahead of myself. It just looks like there's just one hour and there's a lot trying to come out of my mouth at the same time. But praise God. Well, we see examples of prayer in Scripture. You know, in the Old Testament. I have a few examples. You know, like in uh, the case of Hezekiah in Isaiah 37. A servant, a servant of God, because he wasn't a son of God, prayed in Isaiah 37. In verse 21, a strange phrase comes forth by the Holy Ghost in that verse. That verse says, because you prayed, whereunto thou hast prayed, or because you prayed. There was a situation at hand, a difficult situation, a terrifying situation. You know, Israel under siege, Ezekiah prayed to God. He was threatened by another king. We're going to bring you down, the king of Assyria. We're going to bring you to ruins. Go and ask the gods of other nations whether they were able to save them from me. Don't be deceived. You won't be rescued from this situation. Surrender yourselves. The Bible says when those words came to the king, He turned his face to the wall and he prayed. We see in verse 21, the God speaking to us by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, telling us something, that this situation is going to be changed or turned around for one singular reason, and that is because you prayed. Let me tell you something. There are things that will happen because we will pray. There are other things that will not happen because we did not pray or we wouldn't pray. Because we wouldn't yield to the greater one inside us, the Holy Ghost, and pray, some things will not come to pass. Some things will not happen. Like I was saying, Jesus and his disciples, they talked to him, you know, in Matthew chapter 6. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. They saw something in the prayer life of Jesus that inspired them to ask him to teach them to pray. They saw something that his prayer was effective. His prayer was powerful. His prayer turned things around. His prayer changed situations, changed people, changed the whole nation. As a matter of fact, his prayer changed the entire world. Praise God. They saw Jesus in his prayer life. And then they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. The Bible says, and he taught them, he said, pray in this manner, pray in this way. He didn't teach them what to pray. He taught them how to pray. It's not the same thing for you see he said unto them pray in this manner our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth that is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us our trespasses and so on and so forth so he taught them how to pray Jesus didn't say this is for a select few a special select few who are going to pray he taught his disciples how to pray so there is a learning to prayer There is a learning in the place of prayer. The thing, however, is this. Sometimes we have endeavored to learn the principles of prayer and have forgotten the practice of it. We have tried to learn the formula of prayer and have forgotten the fellowship of it. You see, even though there are principles, there are practices in prayer. And there is no way to understand the practices of prayer except you pray. The way to know how to pray is to pray the way to get to praying is to pray there is no other way it's like someone who, who is teaching us and writing a principle uh, a book of principles about marriage forty nine principles of living peacefully with your wife, but he himself has never been married or he is separated from his wife or it's like getting on an airplane and somebody begins to teach you and to i mean I mean sorry, you get on an airplane and a pilot makes an announcement from his cockpit and says, "Well, this is your pilot. I am the pilot of this plane you are flying from Abuja to South Africa today, you know, at this altitude and tells you all the details and and tells you some of those interesting things that pilots usually tell us. But after making such an announcement, the pilot goes ahead to say, and today is my first time on an airplane. I have never been on an airplane before. Today is my first time and I have the privilege of flying today as my first time. Of course, I know what will happen. You will get out of that plane hurriedly. In other words, there is more than principles when it comes to prayer. There is the practice of it. And in the practice of prayer, the key to the practice of prayer is the fellowship of the Spirit of God. Is the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Is the communion of the Spirit of God. Is the communion of the Holy Ghost by which we experience, we practice prayer itself. In Hebrews chapter 5. Paul was speaking, whoever the writer of the book of Hebrews was, was speaking to the Hebrew Christians, told them in verse 12, by the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that won't teach you again the elementary principles of Christ. He says in verse 13, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful, unskillful, unskillful in the word of righteousness. He is ignorant unexperienced or inexperienced in the place of spiritual things. There is a learning to spiritual things, including prayer. He said to them here, you're dull, you you are ignorant, you are inexperienced in the place of spiritual things. When it comes to prayer, we can actually gain traction and experience by getting into the place of prayer. I see, and I'm bringing this word, I believe the Holy Ghost is bringing us this word today to let us see some of the things that happen when we pray. To let us see practically some of the things that go on in that place of fellowship with the Holy Ghost when we begin to pray. He said in verse 13 of Hebrews 5, you know, you are unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. He says, But strong meat belongeth to them who by reason of use, who by belonging that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There is an exercise to spiritual things. How do you teach somebody about groanings in prayer? How do you teach somebody about intercession in that sense of not practicing? You have attended all the schools that teach about prayer. You have have learned this method, learned that method, But the next thing to do is to get into the practice of it. When he talks about those who are are, are full of age, by reason of use, by experience, by practice, judging, perception, mingling with the Holy Ghost, fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. They have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. They have grown up in this thing. You understand? They may not be able to define to you every kind of prayer. They may not be able to define to you in Greek and Hebrew what prayer is, but in practice, in practice, you see, and that's where God wants us to get to. We must not forget that we don't learn the principles of prayer just for the sake of learning the principles of prayer. We don't learn about prayer just for the sake of learning about prayer. We don't get the principles and then Forget or lose out on the fellowship. You see, we must not lose the fellowship just because we have the principle. As a matter of fact, Brother Hagen said that many people, these are his words, many people have in the place of learning the the principles, many people have lost the true spirit of prayer. Many people have lost the true spirit of prayer by becoming legalistic, by becoming technical by becoming clinical dry dead yes you know the clinicality of it you can dissect it you can tell us how many kinds of prayers and the rules that govern each kind of prayer my brother where is the practice of it we must not lose the spirit of prayer and I believe that in this conference, that's what's been happening. And I believe that as a family, that's what the Holy Ghost has been emphasizing to us. To get into the fellowship of it. To get into the practice of it. Not to become legalistic or technical, you know, or clinical. You know, contrary to what the Spirit of God is doing. Contrary to what Jesus said in his word. He talked about the dual working of the Spirit in our lives. The Jesus himself talked about that about the dual working of the Holy Ghost in the life of the believer. In John chapter 4, he talked about the fact that the Spirit of God, John 4 and verse 14, that the Spirit of God will be like a well springing up to everlasting life in us. A well that springs up. A well that springs up. A well that springs up. In John 7 and verse 37 and 38, it talked about the working, another dimension of the Holy Ghost at work in our lives, as rivers of living water, that flow from our innermost being, out of your bellies shall flow forth rivers of living water. You see those wells that spring up to everlasting life, speak of practice. Those rivers that flow forth, that flow forth from our innermost being, bringing life, bringing joy, bringing peace, sorting out situations and circumstances. It doesn't sound like dead religion to me. It sounds like a vibrant, alive, burning fellowship with the living God. A God who is not dead, but answers and hears prayers. Like he told Ezekiel, the prophet said to him, because you have prayed. I love that scripture. Because you prayed, things will happen. Because I prayed. Because we pray, things will happen. And then he said, because you prayed there is not going to be one arrow shot at you. Not even one arrow will be shot. You see, this guy that is boasting and making him out is not even going to be able to fire one bullet. He's not going to lift a finger against you. He's not going to do as much as nothing. The Bible says the way he came is the way he's going to go back. Oh, glory to God. You see, there is a place we can be in the place of prayer. Where the, the same way that sickness came is the same way it goes out. Well, you see, the same way that situation came is the same way that situation will live. Uh, it will have absolutely no effect on our lives. Absolutely no effect on our, on our plans. Absolutely. All of the devil's efforts, all of his wages, all of his plans, all his uh, unleashed terror that he's bringing forth will have absolutely no effect on us. That king came against Israel, you know, with a strong arm. He came to fight. But you know what happened? He didn't even shoot one arrow. He didn't even fight at all. He didn't lift a finger. He didn't do anything. The Bible says at a time, (laughs) the angel of the Lord showed up, killed 180,000 of them, just slay them. They just died like flies. You see, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because when we pray, the supernatural begins to happen. When we pray, we bring the supernatural upon the scene. We bring and impose heaven upon earth. You see, heaven and earth meet at the place of prayer. We bring the supernatural power, wisdom, and grace of God to bear upon situations when we begin to pray about them. It is giving access to God upon the earth today. Giving access to God in our families. Giving access to God in our immediate family, in our extended family, with friends. Giving access to God in our locality. Giving access to God in our city, in our state, in our nations, in this world, in the church of Jesus Christ, in the local assembly, in fellowships. Giving access to God by staying in that place of fellowshipping, with the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. There is no substitute for it. There is no substitute for it. You cannot replace that koinonia. You cannot replace that participation. Only the Spirit of God has that role to play in our lives, and we must give him that role. You see, the Bible says concerning us in James chapter 5, verse 13, it says, is any afflicted, let him pray. You know, many times we jump over to the next verse or jump over to the next phrase. You know, where he says that we should call for the elders. If any is sick, call for the elders of the church. You know, let them anoint him with oil. You know, in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he has committed any sins, he shall be forgiven him. But you see, verse 13 tells us that is there anyone among you that is afflicted? Let him pray. It's a call to prayer. Is any afflicted? Let him pray. You know, to to be afflicted means to undergo hardships. Are you undergoing hardships? The word of God says, pray. Undergoing hardships, suffering trouble or evils, going through a difficulty, a difficult circumstance, like our world is going through a difficult circumstance, a difficult situation at this time, where many are losing loved ones, where people are, are besieged, as it were, where people cannot continue with their lives the way they want to. The word of God says, "Is any afflicted among you, let him pray. It's a call to prayer. It's a time to pray. It's a season to yield ourselves to the greater one, the Holy Ghost, in the place of prayer. Allowing him to do in us and through us what only he can do. Giving him access, 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 opportunity to do what only him can do in the midst of his people. You see, I won't lie to you, and if you've been a believer for a while, you understand that there are some things that can only be sorted out in the place of prayer. There are some things that can only be fixed in the place of prayer. There are some things that can only be fixed when we and our Heavenly Father, in the communion of the Holy Ghost with the Lord Jesus, come together as one and discuss these things in spirit and in truth, and discuss these things in details, And bring the power of God to bear upon those situations. Is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. The way to learn to pray is to pray. The way to learn to pray is to pray. Well, I remember I just have a lot of examples, illustrations, the Holy Ghost brought to my attention over the last few days about that koinonia with the Holy Ghost. You know, first of all, think about Ananias in Acts chapter 9. And verse 10. To him said the Lord in a vision. To him said the Lord in a vision. Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. You know. And he said, behold. And I want us to pay attention to that. He says there was a certain disciple at Damascus. Named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. Ananias. And he responded. (laughs) Glory to God. And he responded. The Holy Ghost is always seeking people that he would call their attention in the place of prayer. And he responded, Behold, I am here, Lord, or here am I. I'm available. I'm willing. I'm ready to pray, to participate with the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. Thank God. Ananias didn't say, I'm busy right now. I'm watching Premiership. Thank God. He didn't say, I'm busy right now. I'm running around for some businesses. I'm trying to click a deal. There is a deal that I'm about to click <coughs> About to click, but thank God, you see, the Holy Ghost always finds the right person, and He will find you, and He will find me if we will make ourselves available. Some of us are willing, but not available. Some of us want to participate, but we don't consciously create that avenue, that opportunity for the Holy Ghost to nudge us, to get our attention, to speak to us, to bring things to us. You see, result of Acts chapter 9 actually started from Acts chapter 4. It started from Acts chapter 4. You know, when Acts chapter 3, you know, one man was healed, just one man, just one man healed from paralysis. And then trouble started, stopped preaching in the name of Jesus, took the disciples to counsel. The Bible says they threatened them, my God. They threatened them straightly, severely. That's what it means to threaten straightly. They were threatened severely. After they threatened them severely, they allowed them to speak. Mistake. They spoke up and said, you know what? We want you to judge whether it is, whether it is right to obey God or to obey you. <laughs> see effrontery. See boldness coming from them. And that boldness is required in the place of prayer too. You see, we are to come boldly to the throne of grace. We are to come with unfettered speech, without fear, without intimidation whatsoever, to speak to our Father, freeborn speaking freely because we are free born as sons as many as believe him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name so sons can speak freely to their father but we need to know this so we can practice it we need to know that our father himself is waiting for us to give him access to the earth to do the things that he wants to do so they threatened them straightly. well after they threatened them they went back And, you know, they threatened them again the second time, you know, and said, don't speak anymore in that name of Jesus. After threatening them, they left, and then they went back to their own company. Well, we might want to read from Hebrew, I mean, from Acts chapter 4, from that point, when they went back to their own company and find out what happened in Acts chapter 4. They went back to their own company from verse 23. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 4 and verse 23. They went back to their own company. And it's good to have such a company. It's good to have a good company, a prayerful company. You know, not just a company that just talks about situations and circumstances and does nothing about them. Because just talking about things doesn't change anything. Well, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders have said unto them. Well, I like to refer to Jesus Because this is the first time we are seeing the disciples in the book of Acts actually praying. This is the first instance we are seeing, or one of the first instances we are seeing them praying in the book of Acts, the early church, the history of the early church. Well, I made mention of Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. And then, you know, we taught them, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and all that. And then you see here in Acts 4, verse 23, they went back to their own company and they are about to pray. And the Bible says, And they reported all that the chief priests and the elders have said unto them. Verse 24. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice and said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. No, that's not how they prayed. That's not what they said. Praise God. You see, Prayer in the New Testament is to be inspired by the Holy Ghost. There is a place in prayer where we need the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, the moving of the Holy Ghost upon us to pray, the communion, the fellowship of the Spirit. The Bible says they lifted up their voice and said, you know, to God with one accord, Lord, thou art God, which has made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in it. And then they lifted up their voice and said, Lord, we ask you to stretch forth thy hands to heal the sick. And that miracles, glory to God, the supernatural, that miracles, signs and wonders will be done by that holy name, by the name of that holy child, Jesus. They prayed, inspired by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, go with me to verse 20, I mean 30. Two And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul, neither said any of them that all the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. With great power they gave a testimony. With great power, the apostles gave a testimony of the resurrection of Jesus. Where did that come from? It came from verse 31, after they prayed. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken together where they were assembled. You see, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. You see there that in their prayer, there is a response from God in filling them with the Holy Ghost and with boldness. The Holy Ghost is always involved when it comes to us praying effectively in the New Testament. If we must get results in the place of prayer, we must recognize, we must appreciate, we must pay attention to the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. To the person of the Holy Ghost, living in a consciousness all the time of his indwelling presence and his infilling power. It makes prayer effective Notice they didn't turn here and say, where, where, where is that book that I wrote Jesus' prayer in? Oh, my Father who art in heaven. And some people still pray that way today. Some people still want to pray and they say, my, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And you wonder why your prayer is not effective. It can be effective. It won't be effective because there is a failure on your part to recognize the person and the power of the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. We are used to seeing the Holy Ghost at work, in public life, in ministering, as, we, as it were. In ministering, generally ministering, in preaching, in, in, in flowing with the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. But many times, we are ignorant of his work when he comes to the place of prayer. And that's one of the reasons why the Holy Ghost lives in us. As a matter of fact, you know, um, Romans 8 and 26 tells us, likewise... The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. How or where does He help our infirmities? He says, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit Himself, the selfsame Spirit, maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We cannot overemphasize the importance of the Spirit of God in the place of prayer. As sons, we have boldness to come to the throne of grace. As sons, we should come with all boldness recognizing jesus as the great intercessor and us as co-intercessors with him in the holy ghost recognizing him as one who wherefore the bible says concerning him is hebrews seven twenty-five, he is able to save to the uttermost them that come to him seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them in philippians 2 7 to 8 we see jesus emptying himself to taking the form of a servant A bond servant, you know, made in the likeness of men and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. He is the great intercessor. But you see, because we are his sons, because we are members of his body, our prayer lives will take direction, will take dressing, our prayer life will take patterns in his own intercessory ministry. He ever lived to make intercessions. Don't be fooled, my brothers and my sisters. We are in the ministry of intercession together with our Lord Jesus Christ. He ever lived to make intercession and we are to join him in that ministry with the help of the Holy Ghost. There is a dying and lost world around us. There are people going to hell in their droves, in their thousands, in their millions, never haven't met the Lord Jesus, never haven't received eternal life. We as co-laborers, <laughs> we as co-laborers, we don't only co-labor with him in preaching. We also co-labor with him in the place of prayer. The Bible calls us co-laborers with him in First Corinthians and chapter three, verse nine. It says we are co-laborers. I believe that's where the word "colabo" is gotten from. You know where we collab with him. We collab with him in ministry god is our ministry partner you see without him we can do nothing but you see without us he will do nothing without him we can do nothing but without us he will do nothing he does not he will not he cannot do much for humanity except somebody were to ask him if we don't ask him in the place of prayer and come with the Holy Ghost in communion and fellowship in the place of prayer not much will be done for humanity God is limited by our prayer lives God is limited in what he can do for your family by your prayer life God is limited in what he can do for this world by our prayer lives he is limited in what he can do for a nation by our prayer lives if we will come and pray if we will rise up to the occasion as co-laborers together with the Father. What does it mean to be co-laborers? It means to be co-workers, it means to be to be together doing business, to be working towards the same thing that he is working towards, to be co-workers with him, like you have colleagues at work. The Bible says when it comes to us as sons, when it comes to us as members of the body of Christ, we are in collaboration. We have collaborative effort with God. We are bringing together his will to pass upon the earth. In Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray, the Bible says he told them, Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, telling us that the Father's will will not be done on earth as he wants it to be done, except somebody were praying. If we are not praying, it will hinder the fulfillment of the plans and purposes of God in our lives, in our families, in our ministries, in our earth today in our cities, in all that we do. It is not enough to just merely preach. We must pray. It is not enough to just merely teach. We must pray. We must get into the spirit of it, into the practice of it, not just the formula of it, but the fellowship of it. Glory to God. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see, as sons, like I was saying, we have effrontery, boldness. He told us to come. He said the way is open. He said come let us reason together Isaiah 43 25 and 26 he said i have cleared your, your 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 sins will i remember no more he said in verse 26 come therefore let us reason together he said in verse 25 i even i am it, i that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake you see and will not remember thy sins he says put me in remembrance let us Plead together. He said, Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. In other words, I can see a partnership going on here. A partnership of God and man. That without us, he will do nothing. Even though without him, we can do nothing. That we cannot do nothing without him, but without us, he will not do anything. He said in verse 26 of the same verse, he says, come, let us plead together. He says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So it is not enough for the father to will it. His sons must pray it forth. It is not enough for the father to want it. His sons must pray it out. It is not enough for Jesus to want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You and I must get into the spirit, into the practice of prayer in order to reap the full harvest. Indeed, the the field is white. The harvest is ready. We need laborers in the place of prayer. You see, 1 Corinthians 3.9 tells us we are laborers, co-laborers together with him. And part of the ways we labor together with him is in the place of prayer. In Galatians 2.20, the Bible says, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I which liveth. But Christ, which liveth in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is fellowship with God. In 1 Corinthians 6.17, the Bible tells us that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. In Ephesians 5.30, God's word lets us know that we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. The head and the body working together to get things done. He says to us in 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 that you are members of the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. He says, and you are members in particular. You see, what Christ is doing, what the vine is doing, is what the branches should be doing. And as the vine is able to approach and go confidently, seeking, looking at the Father's face concerning the earth, so also the branch can do. You see, as the firstborn, so also the rest of us. You see, as the head, so also the body. The same fearlessness in prayer. The same... The same ability in prayer, the same boldness and confidence in prayer. According to Ephesians 3, verse 12, we have boldness and confidence in prayer. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. We are to pray, we are called to pray. We are called to fellowship with God in the place of prayer. That is what changes situations and circumstances. That is what brings God's power to bear. There is so much we can say about this. There's too much to say about it in such a short time. I'll try to bring a few examples. I tried to give the example of Ananias. Well, but I went back to Acts chapter 4 again. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking when they had prayed. That is supernatural, isn't it? That when we pray... The supernatural comes to bear. The place where they had prayed was shaken together. They were filled with boldness and spoke the word of God the same way. Well, we therefore go on to Acts chapter 5. The miraculous broke out in the early church as the church began to pray. In Acts chapter 5, we saw the supernatural at work. In verse 11 of Acts 5, and great fear came upon all the church and upon all Upon as many as heard these things. And verse 12, and by the hands of the apostles were several, were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. In verse 15, it tells us in Acts 5, verse 15, Insomuch that they brought forth the sick onto the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing might move, might overshadow some of them. You see, that is not about the shadow of Peter, it is not about a, a person's shadow, a personality. It was the effect of the prayer of the church where the believers were sufficiently charged. There is a place in prayer, you see, where we can be sufficiently charged in our spirit with the power of God and thereby minister to the sick even with that. May, sometimes there may be no manifestation of the spirit. You may not even be anointed with the healing power of God, the healing anointing. But there is a place in prayer where in fellowship with the Holy Ghost, we can be charged in the spirit. Our spirit's charged with the power of God to the point that there can be ministry to the sick. Just by the sick, coming near enough to Peter, they were being healed. But that's not the end. Verse 19, the Bible says, The angel of the Lord came by night, opened the prison doors. The supernatural broke broke loose. The Bible says, he told them to go stand and preach the gospel. Verse 29, Then Peter and other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. See the boldness that came upon the people of God. The Bible says when they saw Peter and John, they said these ones are not learned. They are not intelligent. They haven't gone to a special school. The Bible says, but they took note that they must have been with Jesus. That's koinonia, that's fellowship with the living God. The Bible says in chapter six, but in verse four, but we will give ourselves. That's how we know they prayed in the early church. He says, but we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The Bible says in verse 7 of Acts 6, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The Bible says in verse 8, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great miracles and wonders among the people. Verse 10, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit of Stephen when he spoke well you go on and on in Acts chapter 8 you find out in the same instance and and uh, Stephen Stephen I mean Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ unto them Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ unto them the Bible says and the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which he spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them and many that were taken with palsies and that were lame were healed acts chapter 8 it goes on and on before you know it an angel caught up philip in verse 26 took took him to the Ethiopian eunuch led led him to the lord jesus got him baptized again the holy ghost took philip he was gone again to azathos to go and do something else what am i bringing out here Well, you go on to chapter 9. The Bible says, and Paul on his way as he went to persecute the church, Jesus appeared to him. What is going on here? When they prayed, the supernatural broke out. The supernatural broke loose. When they prayed as the church, the miraculous began to happen. This doesn't happen by you staying all night on Instagram or just by you surfing the internet or by Googling this and Googling that. Like I like to say, Bible it before you Google it. Well, it doesn't come by just tweeting endlessly. It comes by fellowship with the Holy Ghost, a vital union, a burning fellowship with God, a living God that is omnipotent, a living God that. That is omniscient a living god that is everywhere present that can do all things but you see we through our prayer lives must give him access i have several illustrations that we could look at from scripture and out of scripture you see i remember several times just on my own because many times we work and we're busy about our business but it doesn't stop us from praying brother Higgin told us that many people may be busy but you can go ahead as you go through your business your daily business you can be conscious conscious aware of the indwelling presence of the holy ghost that great and mighty one indwelling us living in us i remember standing behind my desk several years ago just doing my work, and then sitting there actually as i stood up a face came to me i saw the person I hardly knew their names. I searched for who they were. I quickly called them because I had their number from church. I called them and started to talk. I just saw that person. And I had a sensing in my spirit, an urgency to pray and then to reach them. I prayed for some time, and then I called them. Well, it looked like nothing happened. You know, sometimes in prayer, it looks as if nothing happened. It looks as if nothing has transpired, as if there was nothing that is going on. But it's not so. The Holy Ghost knows exactly what he's doing. He's bringing things together. He is forming a community of people that pray, that yield to him, that respond to him in the place of prayer. Not people that necessarily come with a prayer list. No. Sometimes we don't have any prayer list. We don't want any prayer list. We say, Lord, you take the lead. That's praying by the Holy Ghost. You take the lead. You lead. You guide. You direct. You instruct. You inspire us in the place of prayer. Like they did in Acts chapter 13. You know, the Bible says, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. We have known little of such in our day and time. And we need to press into more of that where we listen to him, allowing him to guide and to, and to direct and to channel the power of heaven upon the earth. Well, I prayed. I called the person. Nothing happened. Several. Days or so later, the person called me and said, I had a bottle of poison beside me when you called. I was ready to drink it, literally ready to drink it. Then my phone rang, and then I saw it was you. So I just decided to humor you and just pick the call. Well, I picked the call. Well, the Holy Ghost took over. I don't remember anything I said. I don't remember whether it was this or that. I actually have no memory again of what was said. It was the Holy Ghost at work. And it works when we make ourselves available for him to use. Sometimes we pray, God, use me. Let him use you in the place of prayer. Remember Epaphras, one of you. Epaphras, Colossians 4.12. Who is one of you? He labored, labors fervently for you in prayer. He labors fervently for you in prayers. Spiritual babies are built up in the place of prayer. Paul spoke to the Galatians in Galatians 4 and verse 19. He said, My little children of whom I travel again. Again, he traveled, he traveled to give birth to them in Christ to, 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 for them to be born again, born anew. But he also traveled for them to grow up and develop and mature spiritually. You see, no matter how much you are preaching, you need to be praying also. Well, I remember at other time just sitting in my house, minding my business, and then I saw a picture in my spirit just being alert to the Holy Ghost. That's the key, being alert, being yielded, and praying in other tongues will make us susceptible to spiritual things. will make us susceptible to the Holy Ghost in his leading, in his guiding, in his prompting, in his directing in directing the affairs of the church on the earth, in directing the affairs of men, in bringing the will of God to pass upon the earth. He will walk with us. He will walk through us. He will walk in us. Remember what he says in 2 Corinthians and chapter 6. 2 Corinthians and chapter 6. Well, maybe that's where I'll close because my time is up and then we spend some time to pray. In 2 Corinthians and chapter 6, he tells us, and what agreement, verse 16, has Um, The temple of God without us. We are the temples of God. He says, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will be in them. I will be in them. He didn't stop there. He said, I will walk in them. I will walk in them. And I will be their God and they will be my people. I had to check that out. What is he talking about? I will be in them. I will indwell them. I will dwell in my people. I will dwell in them as individually and collectively as a church. But he didn't stop there. He said, I will walk in them. I will take paces in them. I will perambulate in them. I will walk through them. I will do things, taking paces, doing things in and among them, getting busy. Oh, glory to God. The Holy Ghost wants to get busy with us. He wants to get busy with us in the place of prayer so he can do the things that he wants to do. Like I said, just minding my business one of those days, you know. And then I just saw something in my spirit, just a flash through my spirit, saw a child, and then saw somebody, you know, maltreat, molest that child. Well, and I knew who the parent of that child was. Well, I picked up my phone and sent a message to them. This is what I saw in my spirit. Maybe you should pray. As my message was going, a message was dropping. From the same friend and told me well this is what i just saw in my spirit this is what i just saw a vision just something about this child you know, from the parent of that child. And then I'd like you to let us pray together about it. The Holy Ghost working with them in their house. The Holy Ghost working with me where I was and bringing the will of God to pass upon the earth. We prayed, of course, the child was delivered. We had to pray and there is vast opportunity and plenty things for us to pray about. Well, let's just spend some time, you know, as much as we can this morning to pray together and just yield to the Holy Ghost, recognizing the Holy Ghost, recognizing his leadership, recognizing his communion recognizing his vitality in the place of prayer giving him opportunity to walk through us and in us don't forget this doesn't end at a conference it doesn't end because a program is over no that's not the program is not over anyway but it doesn't end just because the session is over it doesn't end there at all the holy ghost continues to work. we saw him in the scriptures from book to book, from home to home. He walked with them in home. The things that happened supernaturally, many of them happened at home. Many of them happened at home. Many of them happened at home. The Holy Ghost wants the supernatural to happen at home, through us, in us, by us, fulfilling his will. Oh, Father, we yield ourselves to you by the Holy Ghost this morning as we pray, as the body of Christ, as a realm of family. We just yield ourselves to you, Lord, in the place of prayer. We make ourselves available to you, Lord. We make ourselves available for you to walk through us, for you to walk in us, for you to get things done, for you to get things done, for you to fix things, get things sorted out, get things fixed as we pray. We make ourselves available. We yield our spirits to you the Holy Ghost in our spirits, helping us to pray. Obey li contra shepragedi sodomande Limbro zolebe ke tozoveli le barakate zembro tusafande lebo si prade lesta lembro shabrakate zoleba tozome barake shombrendi sambregetizem le brato so mrandelo sopele le barakate zome ingri inderebo supendre oh yes the urgency in the place of prayer we yield to you in times of urgency when you bring a burden and roll it over on us we will yield Lord we will respond appropriately we will yield to you Lord who will respond appropriately in the place of prayer e kotoso me legate jombre toza bande lu so bande kose, in grocionba reto zombe che lo tuba retin let's spend some time to pray just yield into the lord le dozobele katozobelin le bragotozobele cosifa labale le bando sobenda, le garevo le bare che Ingrosupande supande lekitosomele gedeboxia, lembrago tozom bengari cita lebareto sopeleke zom brintos embrand riba de la legosha words given by the Holy Ghost, utterances given by the Spirit of God, utterances given by the Spirit of God, words given by the Holy Ghost, words given by the Holy Ghost. Eka sotole keporo tusolebe. Lembra d'otose belli, che imbra d'ojo banre tosombrateso brateso. Lembre in dombadro couso ve legeschale, bon gre sopra tele bombra cateza. Lemba ang shopei de quel barini, le bantoso mengran. As you pray you will see things supernaturally. As you pray you will know things supernaturally. As you pray, you will see things supernaturally. As you pray, you will know things supernaturally. You will know how to handle situations. You will see visions, revelations of the Holy Ghost coming to you. Oh, yes, meanderings of the Holy Ghost, meanderings and perambulations of the Holy Ghost. We are with, He walks with us. We are with, He walks through us to bring His will to pass upon the earth. Oh, yes, in protection. Oh, yes, in deliverance from trouble, from agony, from pain, from sicknesses and diseases, in delivering his people from unreasonable and wicked men, by his power. talaba, so, in limbo, contesting, barakatozome, ribalokoše, baratotozebari giri, ebrotozomeinga, dozomeinge, sholabadi, engro shobeli ketizolebe, ebrotozomeingran, enriching the lost, enriching the lost, enriching the lost, and taking men from the domain of Satan and bringing them into the kingdom of light in the place of prayer. In the place of prayer in the edification the building up of the Saints the building up of the church Oh, he will build this church as we pray he will as we pray he will the church will be strengthened the church will be full of joy the church will be full of power and the people will return to church because they will see the demonstration of the Spirit And the power of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We recognize the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. We recognize the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. We recognize the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. He helping us, taking a hold together with us against the enemy. Taking a hold together with us against the forces of darkness. Taking a hold together with us against the powers of hell. Taking a hold together against all that stands against the church. We recognize, we appreciate we honor, we see you at work in us. We see you at work through us. We make ourselves available in consecration to you, Lord, in the place of prayer, that you will walk through us. Oh, yes, as we yield to you. Oh, yes, that you will tap us, wake, up, or wake us up in the night times and let us see things and know things supernaturally that we might yield to you in prayer and pray things out and pray your will to pass. O Gadettoza melica letoso felebin, Pendo lo patele palicato tofele cataluta pele cateto lebita, Brindone nitondele catole belicete de deditoma, Pingrosofondro, Milende, Brando, Supen, Rebo, Toso, Pele, Barcatelito, Pindre dosa mememba, non suffere catesole becare gara shutelabo, the terra tuso, mike de cadaco, shi la <laughs> cara, Loro the things which are mingled and tied up unable to be loosed by the arm of flesh unable to be resolved by the mental faculties of man are loosed by the place and in the place of prayer by the anointing by the anointing by the anointing in the place of prayer by the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer Yokes are destroyed. Yokes are destroyed. Yokes are destroyed. Burdens are lifted from off thy shoulder and destroyed because of the anointing in the place of prayer. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Well, just a little bit from the Holy Ghost about what he's doing in us and through us. And tonight, our national director continues in these meetings with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost meetings at night. You don't want to miss any of that. You don't want to miss any of that. I believe that some of the things that have happened over the last few days are just setting the stage for what the Lord is doing yet, because He's not yet done with us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father God. Well, you might want to give today. We are willing to receive the offerings, the love gifts that you have. If you want to give, we are um, taking the gifts right now. You want to send the gifts to our bank accounts online, um, Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria, GTB, um, bank account number 005326 seven three eight nine i'll take that again double zero five three two six seven three eight nine the name of the account is Rema bible training center nigeria and the bank is gt bank well the word of god teaches us to give the word of god tells us that he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly He that sows bountifully will reap also bountifully well Give today so bountifully, so generously from your heart, not as of necessity, you know, for God loves a cheerful giver. The Word of God tells us, and God is able (laughs) to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing abound towards you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. Praise God. So give and be blessed. It is in the giving that we are blessed, and we thank God today. Well, for those of us who are also watching us online, we'd like to remind you of a few announcements, so don't go yet. We have a few announcements coming up um, right now so that you can catch up with us and follow with us with all that God is doing in and through Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening or afternoon.